Welcome to Wizard Team, a Black magical podcast for Black magical stories. Hi everyone, it's Bayana, Robin, and Portia embarking on a journey through the many fantasy stories written by and about Black people. Currently, we're reading Amari and the Night Brothers by B.B. Austin. Today, we're discussing Chapter 31. So what did we discuss on Chapter 30? Well, the stuff started going down. Um, <laughs> I mean, the stuff has been going down. It went down. down. Now we're... Now we're in the aftermath and we're we're well we're just, we're just we still on the decline out, <laughs> yeah i mean last i think last chapter we figured out how far down the stuff went um yeah. so the the bureau is on lockdown post or is locking down post hybrid attack um all of the trainees are being sent back to their dorm rooms so all the trainees are going back to their dorm rooms there's talk about what how they're going to continue um the camp um, and what this means for the rest of the summer uh, and not very many people realize that Maria Van Helsing is the magician's apprentice, but um, Amari was letting Elsie know kind of what went down uh, when she was told that she needed to go to Agent Magnus's office right away. She, um, makes her way down to the Bureau of Special Investigations and sees just how far locked down they are. Like she gets off the ele- the elevator is like, where are you going? She gets off the elevator and an agent is like, where are you going? What you trying to do? Don't, don't, don't dawdle. Don't take too long or I will come after you. <laughs> um, but she finally gets to Magnus's office and he um, promotes her to junior agent. Yay. Uh, and then she's now able to open the briefcase because she has officially inherited all of Quentin's belongings. Um, in the briefcase, they know they find out who actually the black key holder or who actually holds the black key. Um, and while they're waiting to get permission um, to talk to the key holder, they go to the prison to see Moreau. When they get there to see and question Moreau. He's like, not everything that giggles is glitter or whatever that thing is. He's reminded about all the glitters and all the glitters and not everything that that giggles is gold or whatever. Um, And Amari is like, hold up. Madam Violet said something about that decides to um, dispel Moreau and realizes that Moreau is not Moreau and has never been Moreau and they've been holding the wrong person this entire time. Now how y'all been imprisoning somebody and y'all didn't do some kind of check to make sure the identity was valid? Because they know nothing about Because oh, 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 We also oh. learned last week. This is, is another. This wild. is another thing that we learned last week is that very nonchalantly, Amari was like, well, you know, Maria is probably a tech magician and Magnus, one of the greatest agents of all time, he's on the like materials. He's got a, a, a shoe deal with uh, the Delacroix or whatever. Um, you can you could catch his, you know, you could buy his stunner stick axe. 
at um, Amazon for $49.99. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, I'm sorry, what? The what? Who? What's a tech magician? Because they don't even know that that's a thing that like they can do. So we find out the, the real depth of the Bureau's ignorance when it comes to magicians. And they know that illusions exist, but they have no idea how to stop them. I mean, it's almost as if the policy of don't ask, don't tell is not actually useful. Ooh. Almost. Who would have thunk? Who'd have thunk? Who would have thought it? Who was it that said, know thine enemy? And wasn't that like a very Sean Zewer? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm glad you called me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, let me stop myself. <laughs> I think I put Sean Chi. Oh my God. And some other. That was very Madam Asia. I'm very sorry. Oh my gosh. What is the man's name? The uh, Art of War by. Yeah. Uh, what is his name? I don't I have not read it, so that's that's yeah. my ignorance of not. I, I haven't either, but it's like a part of the like Oh Sunzu. Sunzu. Okay. Sunzu. Not a Marvel hero. Uh, <laughs> not a Marvel mashup. <laughs> it was at least times, at least it wasn't Shield this time. <laughs> but right. a lot of times like they do do like that for like fictional heroes or whatever, especially like a Marvel or something. Like they'll base it on something that everybody knows and then they'll yeah. do like a hybrid name and you're like, oh, it's a fun twist on this character. Mm-hmm. Whew, that was. Wow. Well, yeah. you avoided it. I don't know if it was avoided, but we got through it. <laughs> Uh, um, not, let's not speak of this again. That's, that's <laughs> Agreed. Um, yeah. So after they find out, they're like, we're going, we're going to go talk to the chief. And I think that's where we left off. That's where we left off. And uh, Magnus yeah. did say like, oh, y'all, all y'all kids got to go home. This oh, is, yeah. This is untenable. We don't know what we do. <laughs> Why is Amari sitting over here acting like she's like, oh, like I got you? You promised me I could save a Quentin, like, girl, like, uh, ma'am. No, it's it's so funny because I'm like, I'm like, he has the right, he has the correct response, but I do feel for Amari in like the sense of like, I'm the hero of this story. You can't send me off into connection with my mom. Like, do you know who I am? I know the rules of I know the rules of protagonism, and this is not going the way that it's supposed to go. I'm the main character. What, like, what are you doing? What do you mean? <laughs> so, Lord Kensington, uh, doors open, and Amari realizes that they are not at the chief's office. Um, instead, they've been brought to the Department of Supernatural Investigations. Um, Lord Kensington apologizes and says, I've been ordered to bring you here. Um, and here goes. You can't have said that from the jump. Like, yeah, right. like, like, my bad, y'all. Actually, we can't go this way. Um, like, we're also, being rerouted. We're, we're being rerouted. Like, you could yeah. have just said that. But I no. will say, though, that I kind of appreciate that bit of. Um, I'm not going to say that it's on purpose, but like, one of the things I hate so much about uh, 
like stories like like action stories or whatever with ai is when the ai like narrates everything and then mm. like i have been overrode and it's like if i'm actually trying to do something like secretive or trying to reroute you i don't want the ai want to like to tell you yeah okay but like, but that for me that tells the AI is a lot. I would rather the AI has no alliance than has a clear alliance because then. Well, I don't know that it has an I alliance. Really I think it. that it. Well, like, I'm just saying, like, you just don't program it that way. Yeah, or you just say like, just do it, but don't tell anyone. You know what I mean? Like, if you put that in the order, like, not to say anything. Because I think we see later. In we only got two more chapters left, so later is no, no. no I mean, in this chapter, in this um, chapter, like another, like how they can like disable some oh, of the yeah. elevator like protocol. You know what I mean, or like their uh, personalities, whatever. Um. So yeah, I could think it's. I think it's possible for them for it to be like, oh, he can't say anything, but then when he gets there, he's like, my bad, y'all. <laughs> Wanted to I, like, like let me just let y'all know right now like i didn't do this i'm like i this is an yeah. order this is not a choice like, yeah. Above me. yeah exactly um so here's director van helsing with his hater hating self um and he's in the lobby with his arms crossed behind him is a whole squadron of agents um magnus is like we do not have time for any of this. Moreau is free. The person who has a black book isn't simply some apprentice magician. It's one of the Knight Brothers. Um, Van Helsing is like, I received the alert. Peters, come stand next to me. So Amari does what she's told, even though, but only because Magnus like tells her to. Reinforce yeah. yeah. Um, Van Helsing sees Amari's junior agent badge and says, if I haven't made this clear enough, there will be no magicians in my department as long as I am director. He puts a finger onto to her badge and says, demoted. Um, so, you know, he I had time like in the middle of the security situation. He had time to be a bigot and a hater. That's his it primary function. Like, so, yeah, he's so irksome. <laughs> there will not be a magician in my department. Well, one too late first of all um but two <laughs> centuries like, too late centuries. Centuries. your own family it's it's been above you for a while not it's not above you now it's been above you mm-hmm. your entire existence but also like it's your your department as in like you lead it right now but it's not it doesn't belong to you. You don't own That's it. Not, you can be fired. You can it's be not a, yeah, It's not a permanent placement for <laughs> yeah. you. This right. is not written in stone. You could. That's what I'm saying when he said, as long as I'm here, I'm like, and that can be done undone today. Right. right. <laughs> you we can, can make that happen. Today. <laughs> right. You can go. Your and like, case could be sent after you today. Right. And, I, I mean, mm-hmm. he doesn't know this, but we just realized how actually beneficial it is to have a magician in your department, especially a loyal mm-hmm. one. Who Come wants on. the same things that you want? Because y'all don't know nothing. I don't know nothing at all. Especially an eleven year, twelve year old who is trying to prove themselves so much they just let stuff slip. They don't even just slip it. Oh, yeah, check wizard. What? <laughs> She's like, oh, was so I supposed to get it to myself? And you might have. You might have should have kept that to yourself. But now that you let it slip, let's the magicians it. are going to be so mad when they figure so out all the stuff you. that she's just like accidentally just giving. You know, they're already not happy with her for being a part of the the bureau in the first place but like yeah you just don't tell them all our stuff god well and you and you're barely learning it like it's like once you 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 just learned that and then you dropped it off to someone else to get it like you didn't even sit and marinate with that for a minute you just like 
here you go. Here's some information I just learned. Oh, this isn't common knowledge? Like, no. <laughs> none of this is none of this is common knowledge. <laughs> it should be though. That's the thing. It it should be. The thing is, is it should be. So I understand how she would not like I understand how she would assume yeah. that it was because they should know. Um so yeah, so Amari's demoted, and then Van Helsing turns to Magnus and says, how curious that your first move would be to head to the prison to make this remarkable discovery. Convenient, wouldn't you say? Look at Magnus the hero instead of Magnus the accomplice. Despite our differences, not in a million years would I have pegged you for a traitor. So I'm like, this is... No one has ever praised this man for his detective skills. Come on! At most, he just, gov- he just governs a department where other people solve the mysteries around him. Like, he clearly, like, if this is how you detect, it's bad. Don't do it. And so then, so then he explains that they discovered that, um, that the hybrids were able to teleport into the bureau because Magnus dis- deactivated the shields. Um, Amari's like, it wasn't, it was, but Magnus tells her to be quiet. Um, because clearly at this point Van Helsing not that he could have been trusted before but he definitely can't be now um Van Helsing is like this man doesn't deserve your loyalty no one has access to your codes but you Magnus how far back does your treachery reach Maria looked up to you did you convince her to betray both her family and the bureau so like now so that's the thing is that actually reveals what what the actual Mm -hmm. issue is he doesn't want maria to be culpable or at least to mm-hmm. like believe that she's doing it on her own it has to be somebody he has else to have a, he has to have a story behind how his star daughter his star pupil daughter his trophy daughter mm-hmm. could be led astray and, and it, sure it has to be put on an adult and not him because right. he's not the he's not the responsible adult and, some I'm sure, other adult. and i'm sure he's like upset about her relationship with magnus beforehand like mm-hmm. i'm sure he was jealous of that or he was jealous of that beforehand so he's been waiting to use as, as ammo probably too, mm-hmm. yeah. and all of the times that magnus and, and fiona have just blatantly disregarded him and like or exactly. worked, worked around him right so it's like he knows that he doesn't have their respect if not like you know they're mm-hmm. loyal to the bureau but they're not are they loyal to him like he knows no. he doesn't they're not under his thumb at, by any means and they see who he is and so this is another way of um like solidifying bringing power yeah bringing mm-hmm. them down and solidifying power underneath himself because frankly it's a pr nightmare i'm sure now this is where we see yeah. mama van helsing in live and cover-ups doing some work <laughs> doing some like freelancing for the family because she is like this is a pr nightmare and we need to spin spin, spin but at spin. the same time too i can see this being like his like <clears throat> He's like, I'm going down as my daughter being the one who's the the ultimate traitor of the bureau. Then I'm bringing people down with me. You're not going to take me down by myself. Yeah, exactly. Um, because he's even like, Magnus, he's a cornered animal. Yeah, basically, he's like a cornered animal. Um, and Magnus like is like, why would I be dumb enough to use a code that can easily be traced back to me? Why wouldn't I run off instead of sticking around here? And Van Helsing says, all both good questions. questions. And then he's like, Van Helsing is like, those are both questions I'm asking myself. I simply followed the evidence just as we're taught. It leads to you, Magnus. And it's like, no, you clearly didn't ask yourself the question or at least like give yourself a real answer for those questions because it's pretty obvious he's being framed. <laughs> so it's like, and it's, it's like, like again, it's like, frame uh, too. Right. But, as, but again, because he's trying to tie it all up, you know what I mean? He's letting his mm-hmm. own biases and his own like, personal ties to the situation 
like stop him from actually doing due diligence in this investigation um like this this narrative like suits him you know what i mean like it actually works for him and so instead of actually asking those questions and finding the real answers to it he's like nah we can just stop here it's fine yeah i was gonna say like this is one of those frame jobs too where the person who's doing the framing is probably like no one's gonna buy this but it will buy us time Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like they have to do, you know, they have to like dot the I's and cross the T's, and they are like, it's like when you, um, when you're like doing like spam or uh, whatever, and you're like, oh, really? You're a Nigerian prince? Okay, like it's like we know what this is, but I still have to like take the time to like report the spam and block the account, and that, you know what I mean? It's like. No one's falling for it, but on the off chance that someone isn't, it, it it buys the perpetrator time to like continue on, on and waste time for the adversaries. And he, because of his own agenda, has decided to like run with this easy excuse that like Amari's been here for three months like she's like this don't make no sense <laughs> like magnus is not this dumb so uh right. yeah it's just ridiculous um but also given that the perpetrator is likely a magician it's also like the art of distraction which is very much a magician quality like look here but i'm actually pulling the trick here exactly. that's literally what this is this is just another distraction to keep them um a mess so for me my main observation was like with all the adults in this level of disarray and mistrust for each other, like, what do they really think is going to happen? Like, what do you think actually they're going to solve if nobody's trusting anybody right now? Nothing. Literally. Um, so he wants, so after all that, Magnus, um, he looks at Amari, um, and Amari can tell that he's trying to tell her something, um, and then he surrenders, because he's like, you know, not going to make a scene, not going to make things worse um so yeah ridiculous van helsing after all this van helsing should definitely uh where are his performance reviews where are his evaluations like because he has not here there's nothing that has happened in this book that's like something my first read through i was not picking up on this but this read through i what work does he do right what does he what investigation does he lead? Does he actually lead the pieces and collect the pieces for? Does he put a strategy together for? What does he do? He's just a hater. He, uh, takes pictures and gets his name, you know, in the papers and lives off of his own self-importance. Yeah. And covers up on his children uh, stealing his credit cards. <laughs> 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 Ugh. Okay, so um, Amari's led back to the youth dormitories by two agents. When they get to the room, the taller one uh, explains that the the bureau is on lockdown, um, but that the director wants her available for questioning first thing in the morning, um, and then they both leave. Um, When Amari goes into the room, Elsie rushes over, pokes her head through the hallway, or pokes her head through the door into the hallway, um, and then, like, just, you know, see if the coast is clear. And then closes the door and tells Amari that she has a visitor. And that's when Dylan what, crawls what out. What a lockdown. <laughs> what a lockdown. Because, again, to be remember. Clear, re- 
I was gonna say to be clear, Dylan is a magician, and I think Elsie knows that, so it's possible he used some kind of spell to like you know he might have an invisibility spell and could get in there pretty quickly, but still. <laughs> I'm but I'm just saying, please remember, Dylan does not stay in the dorms; he stays at his oh. daddy's house, or is, right. like he's in not the floor, but he's, he's in the, yeah upper he's up floors, the, like yeah. So magician or not. It's like we were talking, it's what we've been saying from the beginning. It's like they are so ignorant of like the capabilities and the possibilities of what magicians can do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that, like what good is what? And, and you have to think about it too from like Amari's perspective and like what um, Magnus just kind of told us that like Amari's in danger. Um, how are they expecting to keep her? safe from magicians right you know and like and if you don't trust amari how are you supposed to you just tell her that she like she needs to be made available but like magnus literally said he's gonna put her and her mother under protection and the magician blatantly freaking threatened her whenever after she dispelled him so excuse me the priority level really should be really super high for her but hating freaking Van Helsing, like yeah. the priority is always going to be his family and his name, and so that the priority is cover up right now, and not even his not. family, but, it's- but not even his family. Like the the because Dylan somehow snuck is is not where he's supposed right. to be. It's not, it's not about the well being of the family. Yeah, it's, it's about the about, re- like, name. The, exactly. It's about the reputation. It's about the- yeah, the the presentation of it all. Yeah, the yeah. like. But it's it's just like funny to me to think about. Um, The depths in which they are ignorant of the of all of the capabilities of what magicians can do, but and I and I and I go back to we're focusing on magicians because that's who the protagonist and the antagonist are in this in this particular story. But there's so many different <clears throat> like magical supernatural beings that I'm sure they just it's just hubris and ego to be like, we've got it all figured out. Mm-hmm. This is the safest place to be. This is no one can get in or out. And like, not only can people obviously get in or out, like the people that are the most under suspicion and the most at risk are like an easy targets are in your building. <laughs> and you don't even know that they're not where they're supposed to be. This sounds like a discussion on security theater and the like, because there's multiple things for me. One, I like as a researcher, I enjoy being around other researchers or people who think like researchers because the underlying fallacy of it all is like we can have as many hypotheses and like theories as, as you want. But like the understanding is like there will always be some an unknown. There will always be knowledge that we can pursue that you're never gonna always be able to obtain what you need to know to get everything. So to ever give a very specific like answer to something is like to like know that person is BSing because there's never a specific answer. There are ways to think about a thing and a way to draw conclusions, but there's never a real like con- so whenever someone is like very like <clears throat> Uh, statement heavy and giving like like imperative like this is the like this is the way things are it's like you're bsing and I know you're bsing because there's no way you can know that 
And so the security theater is like a really big thing of that. Like, like, especially, and I know we know it because of like, um, TSA and security theater and how like badly they failed when people were like, they were actually tested on people who were bringing like devices through the security systems. But it's like security uh, theater is all throughout everything that has, has like this idea and concept of like a place is secure always has a problem with security and so it's like it's just like a facade that they put out like you just need the under like the name like oh we just need the like you the people to think that we're securing this area and see us around enough to not want to bother with getting into this place because that'll be enough deterrence like not the actual security being good but that like just like they'll be deterred because they don't want to have to be bothered with what security there is available yeah because of the perception and the yeah like you said the theater of it all (sighs) so okay so yeah so dylan's there um and he says that he heard about the code tracing back to magnus um but there's no way he would betray the bureau like that it had to be maria um he's He's like, she must have framed him or something. I should have listened to you about her. Uh, Elsie throws a somber glance at the magazine covers framed above her bed. Because again, like, you know, she's a vanquish, vanquish stan. So I know she's sitting here like, that's crazy. Like, <laughs> how can this be? How can my how hero can like, be? yeah. Um, Kill your darling. Right. Um, and Dylan Eat says, your or stan, stan, no one. <laughs> stan, Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> out of pocket. Um, I know. Could that be the name? I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Could that be the name of this episode? Eat your darlings. And it's like, does it apply? I don't know. If I, it don't, I don't know. It's, it's I don't think it does. To... But can it be the? Can it be the one for next? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, sorry. But we'll we'll get there. Um, maybe, eat your darling yeah. needs to be. <laughs> Um, I know you may not trust me since I'm her brother, says Dylan, but I feel like it's my responsibility to do something about it. Um, and then Amari then kind of drops the bomb that Moreau is actually free, like, because they wouldn't have heard that. Um, he says one of his other apprentices was an illusion, was using an illusion to take his place. Um, Elsie's hand goes to her mouth and is like, he's free. Dylan's eyes go wide. He stumbles over his words before he's finally able to say, for how long? Was he ever even captured? Um, And Amari's Hmm. like, I don't know, but I don't think Magnus would want me focused on clearing his name. I think he'd rather I do what he can't anymore, what my brother started before him. Um, So she says she's going after the Black Key. Um, And... So yeah, so he she's, she says she's going after Black Key, which is uh, great. I'm glad that she's kind of understands like, okay, I know, you know, just like priorities in terms of like what actually matters in this moment and clearing Magnus's name is a distraction and is part of, it's like what Portia was saying earlier about like how magicians work of like, look over here and then I'm doing the thing, like you're not paying attention. So um which She's is taking out the black book, you know? Right, yeah, exactly. Well, oh, this is not an attack. It's a, it's a heist. It's exactly. It's both. <laughs> it's both, yeah. but yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's like Amari finally taking Madame Violet's words into, like, like she's actually internalizing them. Um, yeah. So, 
Yeah, so she explains. I, I'm just, I'm sorry. Oh. Just a th- like when he said that, the theme came into my head. It's it's almost as if the theme of like that initial spell that was like the light spell, like solace mm-hmm. and dispel. They both illuminate the truth. They both illuminate what's mm. there, and that's the ongoing lesson for Amari when it comes to her, like the mag- the magic she's picked up so far is to think more about finding the truth and illuminating the truth and like bringing that to everyone over like quint like guess quentin is your like guiding star but the what you like the thing to do along the way is just to like take away like yes you're not an accomplished musician and you don't know how to do the best solutions and you haven't been spending a lot of time doing that but if you just break it down to the most basic concepts you'll probably be able to get through this Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah fundamentals are like super important especially Um, when it's like your first year learning how to do the thing you're doing yeah it's like you don't need all the flashy stuff um or the foul stuff (laughs) um so yeah so amari explains about uh knowing about where the key holder is um and like the fact that she has to go after elsie's like you know you'd be breaking the bureau's biggest oath they could disband the entire bureau they throw you in blackstone um which is like the you know prison um but amari's like my brother went missing trying to prevent this i have to try and so why the stone gotta be black though i know (laughs) (laughs) ask yourself um think of your third eye open your third eye and question why the stone gotta be black why the stone gotta be black (sighs) So yeah, so Dylan is like, I've got your back. I won't let Maria hurt anyone else. And then Elsie says, I guess I'm coming too. Dylan is like, no offense. I think that's not, I don't think that's a good idea. Um, Amari and I at least have junior agent training to defend ourselves. And Elsie's like, but I have all the gadgets <laughs> I've been working on. Um, so, hello. <laughs> Trying to say, ain't nobody here to see you, Otis, to Elsie. And Elsie was like, I'm the woman with all the records. They're here to see me. <laughs> God, that is like literally a top two pieces of cinema, and it's not number two. I just that little mm-hmm. intro. Ain't nobody come and feed you, Otis. Otis. <laughs> I'm the one with all the records, and they're coming to see me. <laughs> coming to see the temptation. <laughs> coming to see you. Anyway, um, I will say, like, I think that Elsie probably has an inkling that Dylan is a new magician at this point but it has not been explicitly said okay, right? i couldn't remember um i can't remember if elsie knows or doesn't know yeah i don't I think she i it, i don't think i think she has a suspicion but i don't recall it being explicit to elsie. no one has told elsie um amari hasn't told elsie um so wait, did Amari ever reveal that Magician Girl eighteen was Dylan? Because at that no, time, no, she okay. right, 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 right. She, she did knows that Maria is a magician. Maria is a magician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But she right. doesn't know that Dylan is. Um, but I do think in this instance, um, and maybe it's just because like we stand Elsie over here. Okay, that's our mm-hmm. girl. E.g. for five G. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> we have a strong tugboat for Amari and Elsie. We enjoy yeah. their friendship. We want to see it. Uh, I do kind of feel like part of it is I have the gadgets, and part of it in my brain is 
I don't feel comfortable letting Amari just go with you, Dylan. I'm sad I am uh, everybody. That might not be on Dylan. Suspicion, suspicion of Dylan being a magician. That might just be on Dylan being a very healthy Yeah, and, yeah. and it's true. And I'm saying, like, I, I'm also, like, projecting here, but I do feel like it's not just... I mean, it, it is also, like, we are in this together. This is, like, it has been, like, Elsie and Amari versus everybody since day one. Um, but I, I, and I, but yeah, I just. Yeah. I mean, I she also says too, like, she doesn't want to sit back and hide. Like she no longer wants yeah. to be. A coward. Um, she a thinks coward. Of herself. So that's, there's that too. Like, I think it's also, it's the, like, I have the tools and whatever. It could be a little bit of like, not bit of Amari to be, yeah, on her yeah. own or whatever, but um it's also she's like okay i this whole time dylan and amari have been the two who have been really at the head of this like interaction plan yeah the action part like she's helped in the library a little bit and like kind of talked things through with amari but she hasn't actually been in the middle of like a situation like that um so i think yeah so it's definitely that um amari's like it's my idea so it's my call elsie comes um Dylan says fine but if something happens to her it's on you um and now they just need a plan Dylan says leave it to me just be ready to go and that's uh that's where we're at today is BNC's birthday we're not only celebrating eight years of providing critical and creative content, but launching our summer baddie road trip campaign. Help us reach our goal of $1,000 a month in Patreon support by joining our Patreon at any tier. We'll be celebrating later today, May 17th at 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern with our birthday live stream. Join us on YouTube and then become a BNC baddie at www.patreon.com slash blacknerdscreate. Okay, so at 8 o'clock, there's an announcement that comes over the intercom um, from Chief Crow, who says that in light of the morning's attack and after a meeting with the directors of each department, um, they've decided to suspend this year's summer camp until they can verify that none of the other security protections have been compromised. They cannot, in good conscience, allow children to remain inside the facility. So that is... I still really heavily appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, they're like, it's they're also not, like a, you can say they're like, we're notifying yeah. your parents. Um, they have a cover story for the parents who aren't within the um, who are not they, legacy. They um, said non legacy. I'm like, excuse the f out of me. Y'all got a better term for people who don't like, like, come on. Like, just like, I, I think it's a thing that people have been pushing back on a lot is like labeling people by what they're not. And it's like, let's not mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but I was going to say too, like, it's so funny that the state of YA middle grade is so, and it's, it's such that like every time they put the well-being of children first, I'm like, wow. It's shocking. It is shocking. <laughs> We've been talking every about time. it. But every it's time like, I'm like, Whoa. wow, it's a breath of fresh air. Y'all care about kids? That's crazy. Right? And then like, to even say like, until we... No, like we don't even know the depths of this. 
Mm-hmm. So we're going to just put a pause until we figure yeah. out, you know, what's like, going on. It's not like in admitting that is like an actual big step too. Like adults yeah. are not great for their trajectory, like they're like the owning up to not knowing something. And I think that's really, I want to say that about like, I guess I'll say some of Gen X is good for this. Uh, I've, I've known some of Gen X to be good for this, but um, also like millennials and further down, like it's like being an adult, like it's like, what is that? Like we kind of like redefined what like adulthood has looked like for like, we would, I think a lot of generations, like as time has gone on, a lot of generations have like redefined what childhood looks like. And that has changed the trajectory for what adulthood looks like. Mm-hmm. And um, like actually protecting people's childhoods is a big thing. And like, and owning up to like, there's some things that like, I know that like grandparent generations were like, oh, we just, we're going to say that we know what we're doing. And then <laughs> you're, you're going to just do what I tell you to do. Cause I'm going to tell you that I know what I'm doing. And it's like, that's yeah. not actually helpful to anybody. Let's actually just be truthful about like what you, we do and do not know. And not being an adult does not make you any more knowledgeable about something. If we're all in the same place of understanding, like it doesn't help that you're an adult and you're like lying about it. It actually helps whenever you're clear and then we can all kind of figure out what to do from there. Yeah. yeah. So I like when books. I like when when people do that in general, and I like that the story picks up on that as well. Yeah. Amari's phone buzzes, so she gets a text from her mom. Um. So she's like, okay, she might have. She's gotten the news that camp's been canceled. Um. And then, um, Bertha um has a. Well, hold on. Yeah. So they the phone buzzes at the same time that Bertha stops in the room. So Bertha says. This is a level five, she's reading from a piece of paper and says, this is a level five notification. Amari Peters and Elsie Rodriguez are to report to the transporter room in the Department of Supernatural Licenses and Records right away. Um, They are to bring necessary equipment and they will already know what the equipment that is. Signed, Director Van Helsing. Um, Bertha's like, get to it then. He was pretty clear. (laughs) So they hurry off. Uh, Amari has her stun stick and sky sprints. Elsie straps on her backpack. Um, Bertha gives her the note um, because they'll need it to get through the security checkpoints. Um, they get into the elevators and it's Mischief who asks for an ID card or hall pass. Um, and his because and he's like very chill. Elsie is like, what? When did you start acting like a proper elevator? Mischief sighs and says, my dirty rascal chip gets deactivated during lockdowns. Um, so, Why do you so have dirty rascal Because they're trying to give every elevator its own personality. <laughs> I'm just saying, what are, what are the, like, is he has a dirty rascal chip? Is Lord Kensington's, like, posh, like, Queen's English chip, chip? Or, like, Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, what is, is it? deactivated? Chip? I don't know. Um, yeah, coffee. maybe. Yeah. And then they have the I one just... whispers. It's like, okay, you're going to be ridiculously loud. Like... Yeah, like or the slow one. Like, there's a is a slow one chipped to be slow, right? Like, why would you do that? Like, <laughs> for fun, just for fun, you know. Spice up, spice up. Like the, you want. The there's always day. a chance that someone's going to be late because they got on a slow elevator. Like That's you always so want funny. them to be a possibility. Like for what? You want to teach your uh, kids the, to be discerning. Yeah, make sure you have enough you time know? before you're. You could always yeah. end up on that slow elevator, so make sure you have enough time. Don't yeah. depend on getting one of them efficient elevators. As a New Yorker who plays with time in the subway, <laughs> that would never that would never work for it me. It won't work, but no. You know. 
I think also it could just be because it's silly. <laughs> or like, you know, like, you know, what? Mm-hmm. Why like, not? It's a, like, this world, is, uh, this world is very serious in certain ways. May, may as well play with whimsy where you can. Elevators exactly. it is. Well, you know, when you think about it, like, the elevators and stuff are probably programmed by the same department that Elsie's in. And Elsie's mm. got her whole, like, sneak candles. And, you know, they just be doing right. shit. They just be yeah, just because they can. Magical sciencing all up and... <laughs> Yeah. Why not? You know. Why not? Wait, is which elevator was it that allowed you to press the button in the Department of Hidden Places? Oh, I think I don't think it was an elevator. I think it was like a. They were just in like a hallway or something, if I remember correctly. I thought it was an elevator that took you like under a certain thing, and you had to hit it as you went by. I can't remember. Hmm. Okay, yeah. but I just it's think that's all... funny as a programming to like. Yeah. For all of those. But I don't know if that makes things better for Robin. They're not like it is still human controlled. <laughs> they are not evolving. He hasn't broken free of that protocol. Like, <laughs> well, because here's the problem. This is what doesn't make it doesn't make it better for me. It's because, like we said, someone with a sense of humor that works for them gave mischief this like rascal chip or whatever they called it. And, right, like, what was the humor criteria? Also, Did y'all have a comedian like thing where you had like have a y'all contest? ever thought about some of the shit that like angry white boys, adult white adolescents find funny? Exactly. Who decided funny. what the comedy was? Like, exactly. Who, what was the what was the process to decide the bureau's underlying comedy? Like, if B and C was like one of our um, values is comedy, right? How will we decide what kind What's of comedy <laughs> was going to be the comedy? But it's also like the so we that's like the starting point. This is why I don't like AI because that's the starting point, and I don't trust people in general. Mm-hmm. And any smart AI, I think there was just a story about this how like drones, some like in the military or something, some like it programmed drones, and they had like human review, and then the drones very quickly were like these humans are not reviewing well and so they adapted to like remove the human review or to get rid of the humans that were doing the review or the overrides so like if that's the starting point whoever lord hope and pray that their comedy and their idea of mischief is like decent then the ai learns but it's learning from like and mischief is like Nah, mischief could cause some, wreak some havoc with that chip still working. So as it's learning. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely not the elevator you get on whenever you're trying to do, like, international affairs or some level of diplomacy. Like, that could cause an international incident or, like, a creature dignitary incident. I don't like it. Mm -hmm. I don't like it at all. Comedy Um, translates, it's a, it's hard thing, it's hard to translate across culture. Like, it's, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they head up to the Department of Supernatural Licenses and Records. Um, it's completely empty, um, with only one lady seated at a booth. They walk over and she clears her throat loudly, please grab a ticket. Um, and Amari's like, We're the only people here. But rules are rules. So they literally go grab a ticket, sit down, and wait until the speaker chimes, now serving A one at the first window. I'm just like, ooh bureaucracy i love it you know I, why yeah. i hate it i hate it i hate it, I hate it. 
gave me DMV uh, flashbacks. This is actually, <laughs> it remind, you know, it reminded me of that um, scene in like the very early episode of Loki where it was just like bureaucracy, but then the person didn't grab the number. But then they got zapped whenever they tried to <laughs> run around. <laughs> yep. and you bet, you, I, guess, I guess I'm taking this ticket. All right. Right. You may as right. well. You may as well just go in and take the ticket. Mm-hmm. Um. So they're let through. Um. Or so they show her the pass. She lets them into the main hall. There's an agent there. She shows the pass too. Um. He's kind of confused looking at it. Um. Then has another agent look. So they're, you know, they're like this seems weird. Um. But they end up getting let through. They get to the transporter room. Dylan pops out from behind one of the glass tubes. Um, and then, yeah, but they're, but yeah, sorry. Pops out from behind one of the glass tubes. Um, Amari says, you do know we can't teleport out of here during a lockdown. The security computer will shut us down. Um, Dylan says, true, but only if you're trying to teleport outside of the bureau. So um, they're going to teleport somewhere inside the bureau instead. Um and so Dylan's like, just trust me on this one. I've plugged in the destination. So they go over to the teleporter um, that's powered on. But as soon as Amari steps into the glass tube and Dylan follows, um, the agents are running after them. They triple checked the note now and are like, wait, this actually makes no sense. What are y'all doing? Um, one shout stop. Elsie um, is between the agents and the teleporter. Um and so she can't get on. She takes a deep, trembling breath, looks back over her shoulder and says, go. Dylan mashes the giant red button. The transporter begins to hum. At the sound, the agents rush toward us. Um, and Amari expects Elsie to run, but she stands her ground. And then Elsie breathes fire. Bam. Also, though. Love it. Love it. Love it. But also, hate how quickly Dylan hit that button. Mm-hmm. I know. He didn't even think to, he didn't even think, he didn't like, even no, think you can make it. He didn't even say mm-hmm. you can make it. He wasn't even trying to think of a plan to get around those people. Didn't even, no, didn't even give a thanks, Elsie. Mm-hmm. We'll be back no. for you. He didn't so even ask Elsie to check her bag of tricks. She was, he was nope. like, you ain't got a trick for this? Mm-mm. Nope. Mm-mm. Say less. Say less. But Elsie breathes fire. And I love that for Elsie her. Elsie breathes fire. Breathe fire. She she she's breathing. She she breathes fire in a certain direction, but we're not gonna talk about that right now. Um, so Dylan and Amari reappear inside a wide concrete room. Along the walls are large stalls with all sorts of crazy vehicles parked inside of them, um, from floating bicycles to flying saucers. Uh, Dylan starts forward, but then turns to look at Amari and is like, "Did Elsie just?" And Amari grins and says, "I think she really did." Um, which I just. I love that Amari is also like, that's my girl. Mm Breathing fire. Like, she's excited. Mm -hmm. I love them. I love them so much. Um, So they get halfway across this large space where um, um, before Amari sees where they're going to the Jolly Roger, which is the ship that belonged to Vanquish. Um, I did not realize it was called that. (laughs) It's like, what kind of... It's just not very cool, but... (laughs) <laughs> it's based I'm not on, expecting um, it to be because the bureau is like you know we the way that the bureau is it's not surprising but it's also like y'all have this name like Vanquish and like Vanquish on there Jolly Rogers just sounds very 
the vibe. Jolly girl. Roger is a, okay. <laughs> Jolly Roger is a traditional English name for flags flown to identify a pirate ship. Yeah. Before or during an attack. Yeah, which I'm like cool. Like I know that it's definitely giving pirate ship vibes, but the name itself is really not. It's not doing it for you. Not doing it. No. I mean, but if they're like the, they're like the rebel like agents of the bureau that are not. They're not really because they're just superstars of the bureau. Yeah. But I guess like I guess they're supposed to put fear in the hearts of whoever they're coming (laughs) across. I don't know, bruh. They break rules. They don't make rules. I don't know. It's fine. It's fine. It works. It worked for them. I'm sure they've got replicas and toys and you know. For the low low cost of nineteen ninety five. Yeah, they got a brand deal for it, so it's fine. Um, and just where do you think you're headed? Here comes Agent Fiona stepping outside the stall labeled wing chariot. Um, three thoughts to jump into Amari's head. One, they're caught. Two, Agent Fiona is definitely cool enough to cool enough to pull off a wing chariot. And three, they are so, so caught. Um, like how her brain is like, nope, that checks. <laughs> but it's also like... <laughs> She's like, my hero, for real. Right. But also... Dang. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Dylan and Amari try to give completely different explanations at the same time. Fiona crosses her arms and looks Amari straight in the eye. Um, her whole body goes stiff. And then... Fiona blinks in surprise and says, Magnus put you up to this? Or do you think he just wants you tracking down that key? So she definitely read, read which I don't intentions. think I clicked mm-hmm. when I was reading it earlier, um, but read her intentions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Amari's like, he said we have to get our hands on that key. Um, Fiona claps her hand against her forehead. I don't understand what that man could be thinking. You're just trainees for heaven's sake. For heaven's sake. Um, but Amari explains that Magnus got framed so he couldn't do it himself. And Fiona's like, told that bumbling idiot director there's no more lo- there's no one more loyal than Beauregard. I keep forgetting his name. His, his name, name is Beauregard. Beauregard. <laughs> there's no one more lo- loyal than Beauregard in the whole bloody bureau. Um, she holds up her left wrist where there's a device has been cuffed. Van Helsing's even tracking her movements um, in case she's guilty of helping. She can't step one foot outside of the bureau without setting off an alarm um, that would have 50 agents coming after her. Like, she doesn't have a kid of her own at home to check in on. Um, which is the first we're hearing that she has a baby. Um, mm-hmm. um, but also, Van Helsing, again, is being trash. <laughs> Because now, because of, uh, because, like, Magnus has been framed, he's going with it, and then it's also, like, limiting Fiona's restrictions. So it definitely feels like he's going, like, this is a convenient um, way to kind of, like, get them out of the picture. Like, he's not, he wasn't wasn't actively trying to do it, but this was like, oh, bet. Like, you know what I mean? It worked. Yeah, so it also I, feels very my... fascist. Like it feels very like police state. Like let me monitor mm-hmm. to make sure mm-hmm. you're like your loyalty you're not to guilt- me and not to like the job. Like I want to right. know that you're being loyal to what I said for you to do. Exactly. And like with no, at least there's like as flimsy as it is or unbelievable as it is, there's some level of evidence against Magnus. There's nothing against Fiona besides the fact that she They're knows partners. and works with their partners, but yeah. also. More importantly, which is not important at all in the scheme of the story, but it's important to me because I love 
mess and drama. Who is that baby daddy? Is it Magnus? Mm-hmm. I know. I or assume she is single it. mama. I assume she. I assume it's mom. not Magnus's. I assume she's a single mom too. Yeah. And I don't know if that was then, a, she didn't. She didn't say baby. She said she's a kitty. kitty. Yeah, kitty. so, I, so yeah. we don't know how goat? old this child is. It but could I be a goat. goat. I assumed it was a kid, like a child. I'm pretty sure it is a kid. But also, also like a child who's young, like one who is not an adult. She doesn't seem that old anyway, but like maybe not a baby, but like anywhere between. Like a toddler. Like anywhere between like five. Well, I would say like five and like a teen. Like teen. I would say younger, that the kid could be is younger probably, than Amari, could be a yeah. couple years older. Like I was yeah. gonna say, the kid is probably definitely younger than Amari, or the like minimum age to train. Because then I could yeah. would see her wanting to have the kid at least where she could see them yeah, on a regular basis at camp. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, so probably younger than Amari. Um, but yeah, definitely give. I definitely guessed or thought single mom. So did I, but now I'm thinking yeah. goat. Mm-hmm. And Magnus, <laughs> Magnus has shown the qualities to be the father that stepped up. So you know, yep. <laughs> and kids are, but like goat kids are rambunctious. So it really, it could also be a goat. Like you do have to keep an eye on them. They, they be eating doing shit. Stuff. They be getting, they be climbing stuff. stuff. They be mm-hmm. on top of stuff. You be like, how are so funny. This is definitely. I will funny. also say <laughs> that Agent Mac Magnus, Mac had a kid, and he was a great father. Well, was he? I don't know. He I, feel like, I feel he like I was a father. He was a father. <laughs> he tried. I feel like Magnus. He, he certainly we, did fathering of some kind. Oh he my tr- god. He tried. He tried. He did what he thought was. He tried. He tried. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I do think that we have seen how Magnus is with like Amari and. Um, just with Amari specifically, but also just like again, we talked about like inter like priorities or whatever. Like he just, yeah. yeah, he definitely seems like I don't know. Well, maybe we'll meet maybe we'll meet the kid at some point. Um And if we do and it's a goat, can this be the audience <laughs> question? It's not gonna be a goat. Okay. How old do you think Fiona's kid is? No, or I feel like is I feel like this question, I feel like the, the a good audience question probably would be like a vehicle. Like if you pulled up to the magical garage, like which vehicle would you take? Like the wing chariot, the flying ship, a saucer? Like what would you want to take out of the garage? Because there's a variety yeah, of whimsical yeah. vehicles to pop out of there with. I'm going for a car. I'm not trying to fly a <laughs> ship or a, or a horse. Is the chariot, I'm assuming the chariot is pulled by it. A Pegasus. Pegasus. I would yeah. be hyped to meet a Pegasus. As, as long as I was in the A hole, I would be down to meet a Pegasus. I'd be down to meet a Pegasus. I'd be down to like hang out with, be a companion of, but I would not be down to fly on a Pegasus. No, I'm or not to have steering a Pegasus, a Pegasus fly me. Mm-mm, 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 I'm not mm-mm. steering anything that is sentient. <laughs> not doing it. <sighs> We've seen how the TARDIS rolls when the doctor, who is supposed to be all whatever, is like, I want to go here. And the TARDIS is like, nah, you don't know what you're talking about. We go in here instead. So I would like a car. But they could be sentient cars. They could be an AI car. What you can do if you have a I night rider? I didn't know I ain't getting no AI car. <laughs> but that's the only option. The only v- the only car options are the sentient like AI cars. Then what well, do you then do? I'm going to walk. <laughs> 
streetcar like a like one of those old like (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh gosh. y'all are like we're on our way and i'm like here i come (laughs) (laughs) right behind you my advice would be amazing uh Uh, this is a podcast so y'all can't see me pumping (laughs) 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 wow Um, okay, so Amari realizes that the director may have done her a favor when he demoted her. Um, she says, I'm just a trainee and not officially a part of the Bureau, so I can't get the Bureau in trouble for going after the key. I think you should trust trust Agent Magnus's judgment. Um, Fiona shakes her head. Heaven help me. This is what we've come to. Um, she gives them her phone number, her cell number, and says, at the first sign of trouble, text me your coordinates and I'll be right there, tracking device or not. Um, so it's nice to know that they'll like, you know, they're going to go, but they will have backup. It's not like it's just up to them. Period, I guess. I also still, again, love this world so much that like there are magicians and Pegasus and a chariot and a flying ship called the Jolly Roger. But their backup is like, here's my cell phone number. Here's hoping you have a good wherever right exactly which i yeah drop share your location share your location and i'll be there send me your location can that be the title of this one (laughs) send me your location (laughs) Um, so yeah um so yeah amari types the number into her phone fiona gives them another look like she can't believe this is happening um, but then goes to open the hangar doors. When they get in the ship, Dylan admits he's not, he's only ever flown the Jolly Roger on called to action agents against the world. So they got video games. They are as well. video game characters. It's Jesus very serious. Christ. This is really not they, a game. Look, Vegas <laughs> franchise into the like the like their socks are franchise. And it's crazy They're... because they didn't even do what everybody thinks they did. <laughs> But again, security theater, they just need to think of these, like, people with these, like, Mm outsized personalities and stories around them, so the mythos, so that they can, like, keep up the concept that, like, the Bureau is doing its job well, amazingly, exceeding all expectations. Yeah. That's how well the Bureau performs. I like my brother. Like, he's cool. He's cool. Mm. I am not playing a video game where he is the main character. Mm Mm-mm. No. Immediate, immediately, no. You're not gonna walk in a room. You're not gonna come. You're not gonna walk in a room and be like me playing no. you as a per- no. I'd definitely be the no. bad guy so that I could fight them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean. You're like, you know what? like I'm definitely not playing as my sibling, but I'm not playing as his partner either. No, no. The We're ego alone. Definitely no. <laughs> um. So, um, how much different could it be from real? Uh, could real life be from a video game? Which obviously a lot. Uh, they back a into lot. the wall twice, 
but then he gets things under control. Thankfully, Agent Fiona can't see their rough start from inside the hangar control room. Um, or can she? Or can she, exactly. Yeah. Um, she's probably in there like, damn, I can't believe Shaking this. Shaking her head. <laughs> He's like, I need them to go on a comedy sit right now. I want to sneak on the ship. And Dude, we'll like, oh my out. god, I can't. How how did we get here? Um, so um, Amari types in Henry Underhill Booney's medical clinic into the navigation system, um, and it says route found autopilot. I'm like, wow! Shout out to the ship for knowing they don't know what the heck they're doing. So um, she presses her fingers to the go button, and the two of them dash into the night sky. And that's that's where we've left off. We're off to uh to the boonies. We're off to yeah, one of the boonies. The boonies. We're going to the, the black key. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Um it's funny oh. because like the black keys is a band and one of the musicians is like I thought maybe both of them are from the Midwest, but like they could put B from the boonies. Yeah. So like if that's what uh B.B. Austin was a, like alluding to with pulling these different parts of this characterization together is pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, they're um, where you find the black keys and the boonies. <laughs> I mean, they're they're from Ohio. They're from there's country in the in the. No, the I know there's there's some there are some boonies in Ohio. Trust and believe. Uh, <laughs> some. Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 So, I got yeah. family from Louisville. I know what to be. I mean, I know Louisville's what it is in Kentucky. Time. So I know, and Indiana and Ohio, <laughs> right there. I know. <laughs> um. All right. MVP. I gotta I give it to Elsie. Same. She breathes fire. She. She breathes the fire. He, he, you know. And she like and she like for all the. Yes, she, this is coming from a place of probably ingrained in her own mind of her showing bravery, and this is her moment. She's probably thought to be who Amari needs her to be and be brave. But really what she's doing is um, when push comes to shove, she's like, I'm going to always do what I can for my friend Amari. And if that means I got to step out of my reluctance to breathe fire, I'm going to step into it then. And she just does that. So I, I love that for her, that she kind of stepped out of her reticence to be the dragon that she is because like that was the really thing that was keeping her back from breathing fire yeah i just she 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 breathed she broke she breathed fire because i was really trying to give it to amari i feel like amari did all that she could do to be the mvp of this chapter but until the moment elfie turned around and fire came out of her mouth. Amari was my MVP. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also that like um, the whole reason she was able to breathe fire in the first place is because she, she like being brave. was being brave. And so it's like, you know, the culmination of like her character development too. Um, mm-hmm. But also she's a dragon. So same. I was, as soon as that happened, I was like, yep, she's my MVP. <laughs> There's no question about it. <laughs> like I all her like for it, but especially because she breathed fire. That's yeah. I'm giving her like 70% of my MVP and like a little 30 for like Fiona because Fiona is the adult that the kids need in this moment. And she had like two seconds with them, but those two seconds are are a valuable two seconds for them to know that they have someone they can reach out to if they need her. Yeah. 
she's like the Kim possible for them. Like, call me, beat me. If you want to reach me, if you want to page me, that's okay. That's okay. Um, all right, then. Uh, I think we're we're that's yeah. universal. Well, no, because well, it is. I really wanted to give it to like the bureau as a whole, but then again, you have to go to yeah, like, try is... to give it to one person. He is the primary he is the problem. Primary figurehead. But I. And this is just like he's a figurehead that he's actively. He's actually, but I'm saying because like even the the way that the bureau in general like moved in this situation, like in like in this chapter, you know what I mean? Like being like, okay, we don't know what's going on. We need to like protect the kids, send them out. Like all of that mm-hmm. is, I think they in general like their protocol for lockdown makes a lot of sense and feels like they're moving in a um, responsible or in a responsible way. Yeah. Whereas like every roadblock they hit in this chapter is director van helsing specifically yep his, it's his protocols it's his ego it's his not really doing his due diligence like, it's the him not even doing his he's job. the one they have to get around yeah yeah but i also still think that there are again i, I feel like one thing that we've seen <laughs> especially this was like in the last chapter but carries over um it's the bureau as a whole not fully understanding what they're up against because he could come in. He has not been the director of supernatural investigations his entire life. Like he had to go through the process. Like he's only been there for so before him, even though it's probably been another Van Helsing. Maybe I should just bench the Van Helsing. But like before him, whoever the director was, um, you could see agents who would know some of this stuff. You can't unlearn, I mean, you can't unlearn, but you, you, you're not going to unknow some of these, like, clear things. Um, and I, so I just feel like, historically, that, like, gap in knowledge and that, like, lack of intellectual curiosity to know exactly what you're up against and the capabilities and all of the things that you could potentially be facing, especially when you claim for it to be so dangerous is like, it's just a fail. It's a huge fail for me. So, but I gave it to Van Helsing because he is the the figurehead. And like you guys said, like it, a, a lot of the worst impulses do stem from him. Like he overrode the elevator's protocol to go to the chief. It was gonna yeah. go to someone who was higher than him and he overrode it. Like what if that what is that if not like ego unchecked? Like yeah. it is a bureau problem for not checking his ego, but also it is a him problem for him doing that. Yes, this is true. Well, 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 well. Um thank you for listening. We will be back next week. Uh for chapter 32. Wizard Team is brought to you by Black Nerds Create. If you want to keep up with our other content, you can check out our website at blacknerdscreate.com. Follow us on Twitter at blacknerdscreate, at Yana Rodit, at Robin underscore Rambles, and at Portia. Follow us on Instagram and Tumblr at blacknerdscreate, and subscribe to our monthly magic newsletter. Don't forget to rate and review us in our numerous podcasts like Culture by Culture and everything else you can find on our delightful channel um, um, in every platform that you can find us. 
Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Thank you.